this is Rob Thomas with Club and Resort Business. This is another episode of Club and Resort Talks. Today's episode is sponsored by Preferred Club. Preferred Club is a national leader providing insurance and risk management solutions to private and semi-private golf and country clubs, as well as city, social, and athletic clubs. Preferred Club works exclusively through an insurance agent or broker of the club's choice, and their multi-carrier access maximizes the uh, likelihood that they will have the right insurance fit for your club's unique risks. Learn more at preferredclub.com. Now that we've got that out of the way. Let's introduce you to Phil Karen, our senior editor. Phil, how's it going? I'm doing well, Rob. How are you? Terrific, terrific. Just coming off a of Thanksgiving weekend. Yes. And uh, that doesn't stop the news, though, right? What's going on? Well, let's take a look here. We've got... Um... We had, well, it's interesting. I went back through Rob and I was trying to find interesting stories. They all center on Florida today. <laughs> that wasn't uh, by design. I just went back through and found some interesting stories. And yeah, I picked all happened to be here from the, uh, the Sunshine State. So here we go. Uh, large scale development, a redevelopment proposal in Lake Wales, Florida. I thought this was a really interesting one. They're talking about creating a hybrid 18-hole layout between Lake Country Club and the Oakwood Golf Course community in Lake Wales, Florida. Um, if approved, the project would add more than 1,400 new homes, townhomes, cottages, and apartments. Um, also interesting, they're going to put in a 75-room, well, I'm sorry, looking at putting in a 75-room hotel uh, just west of the existing clubhouse. And... Uh, as I understand it, the proposal as it is now would require removing some of the holes of the Lake Wales Country Club, which was actually developed 100 years ago. And it is a course that was designed by uh, the revered architect, Donald Ross. As I understand it, the other course that's involved here, the Oakwood Golf Course, um, opened in 1993, but closed in 2020. And I guess the idea is, you know, with the inclusion of the nearby hotel, they're hoping to put this layout on the map as possibly as a golfing destination. And the other part of that, I guess, is that Lake Wales Country Club, at least according to the media reports we had, is, is an underused, underused golf course. Uh, so I guess the hope is to, by combining the courses, which I've rarely heard about, um, and then having them as part of this development um, Part of that, I guess, is the hope to to revive this go both golf courses, if you will. So, be yeah, interesting to see how this there. I noticed that out. they had some yeah. kind of a thing with um, they need annexation the yes. county to the city since the golf courses lie in both, and also right. um, there's some kind of a statute that prohibits uh, annexation or, or or development of this if there's some kind of a if it creates an enclave of some sort of over a certain amount of acreage. So. Yes. I'm sure there's a lot of legal balls in the air right now, but um, yeah, certainly going to be an interesting project if it takes off. Yeah, it would be. It'd be interesting to see what happens with it. And you were <laughs> some of those details you were getting into. I was just reading about that a little bit before we came on here, and I thought, wow, yeah, there's a there's a lot of um, moving parts, as the saying may go, right, with this project. So it'll be interesting to see. It. I, I hate to say it, it almost feels like something that's a little perhaps there's one too many moving parts here. I do hope it works out for them, but it seems like there's a lot um, for the leaders down there to try to get through with it, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. Fingers crossed for those guys. Absolutely. Um, also in Florida, Gray Oaks, another story we had this week, Gray Oaks Country Club in Naples, Florida, uh, reopened its pine course. Uh, it was a 
following a successful renovation project uh, led by Andrew Green. Uh, improvements include enhanced aesthetics with strategic bunker placement, challenging green surrounds, uh, larger green, provide a variety of pin placements. I like what uh, Marty D'Angelo, the senior director of golf down there, said. Uh, the course design reflects the latest trends to give a lot more open space around the greens. And that means golfers will have a, a lot of variety for their approach shots. And I think that's great because I think that's, I think it's fair to say for most golf, most of us golfers, that's what we enjoy is having a chance to try a variety of shots during a round. And, and I think especially to kind of vary the challenges regarding an approach shot is a good way to go. Also nice to see, um, I feel like I read a lot. I've said this to you before. I feel like I read a lot about fewer bunkers on golf courses. Now they didn't necessarily say they were having more, but I noticed they said strategic bunker placement. And I like that because I think that's not that any of us ever want to get into a bunker, but it provides a challenge on a golf course. And, and when you do well, you, I don't know, feel a little more rewarded for that. I think. Yeah, well, it certainly is. And around the, the golf courses I play around here, Northeast Ohio, generally have some thick rough right off the green. So you have like the green, you have the fringe, and then you're into the, into the cabbage. Uh, but, you know, that just kind of limits what you can do, right? You just hack out of it and get onto the green. Yes. Uh, the ones that have the, the, the mowed down areas allow you to uh, decide between a chip, a pitch, putt, uh, so many different options. Uh, uh, so that's fantastic. Gray Oaks is doing a lot of stuff down there. I know they introduced uh, in-range technology on their driving range yes. this past year as well. So, um, you know, kudos to them. Uh, keep the good work. I'm sure their members are loving everything that's going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then actually the third story I, meant, I wanted to mention today is a follow-up on a story I wrote about about a year ago, actually, for the magazine. Uh, Streamsong Resort in Bowling Green, Florida, recently finished The Chain, which is the, their name for a non-traditional 19-hole short course at the resort. It's actually the fourth course uh, they have there now at the resort. Um, the first time it's a short course, though. Um, this was put together by uh, Bill Kaur and Ben Crenshaw, the great Ben Crenshaw, uh, who's involved with designing golf courses these days. Travels through a lot of the resort's terrain. They also have another trend that we're seeing with golf courses with, in the golf world, they have a two-acre putting course that's called the Bucket. Um, so exciting to see that. It's a situation where you don't have to have a full bag of clubs with you. You don't have a have to have a full allotment of time for a normal 18-hole round of golf, right? Golfers have the option to play different loops of the course, different groupings of holes. And this is, I remember even writing about this last year when I spoke with uh, Kevin Kennedy down there, uh, general manager at Streamsong. I thought this was a great idea. They don't have tee markers, so it provides flexibility as far as um, where you want to tee off from. You can have fun with a group of friends where, you know, the winner of the previous hole can decide which where you're going to tee off from on the next hole. And uh, it's, the again, course on their property. I've noticed, too, Rob, that resorts that have um, golf court, multiple golf courses on their property will then have sometimes now started to add the short course as a unique feature. I was thinking about this before we came on. I think to see what would happen if a resort uh, that didn't have a golf course at all decided to have a short course, a 19-hole, a 12-hole, as their primary golf amenity. Or maybe if a racket club that didn't for a full championship-level golf course 
uh, might consider putting in a short course and see what would happen with it. They just thought that came to mind as I was reading about this one. I think it's a great thing they're going to have down there at Streamsong Resort, but I think it would be interesting for places that didn't have golf as an amenity now, would they consider introducing it this way uh, through a short course? That's great for a property that doesn't have a ton of land available to right. something like this. So I was thinking. As far as the uh, no tee markers, uh, that's fantastic. We played um, we played a mountaintop in Branson with a group of, I think there were eight, nine of us in one group. And they give you a um, basically a stick with a, with a pin. You throw it down on the ground and say, this yep. is where we're teeing off. And whoever won that hole got to choose whether we're playing a long par three, a short par three, wherever we're at. Uh, it was a fun, it was a, just a, a, a unique experience in addition to a very unique terrain, uh, Branson, Missouri. If, you had, if you've not been, it's, uh, it's certainly something to, to feast your eyes on. Um, but as far as the uh, the 19 holes, that's usually my 19th hole is usually my best hole. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Me I guess too. I'll have to wait the 20th for uh, for my best work. But, um, yeah, looking forward to getting down to Streamsong at some point and yes. experiencing everything they've got to offer. Yeah, absolutely. That looks like it will be a lot of fun. And you're right. I guess that's – we'll have a new terminology here. I guess we have, a, in that case, playing that 19-hole short course that they have the 20th hole is the – yeah the reward there right yeah certainly hey you so you you were heavy on florida and um i'm not going to go anywhere differently because uh our guest that's coming up after this yes. part of our podcast is also in florida i spoke with joe conforti director of golf at the club at old cypress in naples florida uh he and i both participated recently in annie's revenge jamaica pro-am uh he took a group of members down there and he's done it for this i guess it's his fifth year uh but he talks a little bit about the process of um you know what what entails getting the members uh involved um if it's all his decision sometimes members want to go someplace and say hey joe can you get us on at a course in um in south carolina that's coming up here pretty soon as well another trip he's making a group of ladies that play nine holes uh wanted to play wanted to go someplace so he's taking them someplace else and uh you know survive it, it, it provides an opportunity for uh for directors of golf pros to um kind of bond with their members away from the club uh give them something unique uh, right now they're kind of in shoulder season their season really doesn't kick off uh until after the new year after the holidays people are you know they'll leave north and uh, go down there in uh first second week of january so uh right now is kind of a slow period uh, mm -hmm. January, second week of January is really heavy, hot and heavy down there in Naples. So, um, he took this opportunity to go down to Jamaica with some members and, uh, I want to hear what he has to say about it. So stick around. Thank you very much, Phil, for your time. And, uh, well, let's get to it. Thank you all for sticking with us. Uh, I'd like to introduce our guest for today's show, Joe Conforti, director of golf at the club at Old Cypress in Naples, Florida. Joe, welcome. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for having me. Uh, we just got, we both just got back from Jamaica. So just trying to catch up on some stuff now, but it was a fun trip down there. Yeah. I'm guessing the weather in uh, Naples is a little closer to what we experienced in Jamaica than it is up here in Cleveland, Ohio. You know, I, I felt really bad for all the people having to go back to Cleveland and Michigan. And they asked me where I was going back to, and it feels bad, but Hey, somebody's got to live here, right? Yeah, somebody's no kidding. It. 86 degrees during the day, 76 degrees at night. That was incredible. I was kind of a shock to the system 
for uh, mid-November, but it was a heck of an experience. We did we did get a little rain on Friday or th Thursday. Uh, we played over a trial. Uh, we got that front move through, and it rained literally probably from the first tee shot to the eight, the putt on the 18th green. But after that, it was all right. Friday and Saturday were pretty good days. Yeah, well, here, here's I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Um, unfortunately, I missed my connection in uh, Charlotte uh, okay. due to uh, a plane issue. So I missed our round at trial and the okay. rain. So I stayed relatively dry in the comforts of my hotel room once I got into the Iberostar Grand, uh, what's it, the Rose Hall? Rose Hall, beautiful place, beautiful spot. Yeah, so uh, to catch everybody up, it was Annie's Revenge, Jamaica Pro-Am. Uh, it's been going on for quite a while. Now, you've been to, uh, this is not your first rodeo. This is uh, my fifth time there. Uh, two years ago, we were the champions. Ooh. I just thought I'd throw that in. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was, this was my fifth time uh, with Sam. I played with a member at the club, um, born and raised in Jamaica. Um, a big uh, supporter of Jamaica. Uh, he was presented from the hospital. He's got his own wing now at the hospital that he has uh, helped fund um, and donates a lot of money and time still in his homeland of Jamaica. So it was really cool. It's cool to get back with him and him show me the sights and and, and get some of the culture too. So it, it's it's just a great trip all around. Yeah. Have you been doing this with your members for, I mean, the whole five this year, fifth year, obviously, how did you, you know, I, I started early, Rob, I, the members really enjoy it. Um, we do a lot of golf trips. In fact, I'm leaving next week. We're taking eight, uh, 12 guys to uh, Charleston, South Carolina, to uh, Bulls Bay um, in, in Charleston, South Carolina. So, yeah, they really enjoy it. This time of year is actually kind of the shoulder season here. Um, it will get cranking again, probably January 10th. But um, this time of year, I can I can get away and, and play and, and they and they obviously they love it and good people good fun and uh good golf yeah so it's it's a bit of a i mean it's it's twofold obviously right you get to go out with your members uh you're doing a bonding you're bonding with your members they get to know you uh away Absolutely. from the club what what other benefits have you seen by doing not only annie's revenge but these other trips well you know not only is it a good time and fun you know to to spend some time with them off campus but you know, any golf pro that I think has been in the business a while and does a good job and understands the business, you just, when you're building relationships with members that way, you're just creating fans and they, they really appreciate that. It goes a long way with them and uh, get like you, like you said, getting to know them off campus. Um, it, it's just, I think a healthy, you know, relationship all around. Uh, they enjoy playing with you. Um, it's just, uh, you know, it's just really a positive experience. I try to do it. You know, it, it's hard for me to get away here January through probably Easter. But uh, this time of year, they love it. Last year, we took, uh, I took, we have a large nine hole lady group here at the club. And uh, we took them away last year for their first play away up in Orlando. And they absolutely loved it. So it's just a, you know, it's just a great way to to connect with the members outside of the gates. And, and it, you know, it, it gives back when you're here. Uh, they remember it. They love it. They appreciate you doing it. And uh, it's just building relationships when you're when you're in the customer service business that we are. Yeah. How do these come about now? Um, I mean, obviously, Jamaica Pro-Am, that's a, a set date. The Golf Connection and Tom Jaronski do a great job with yeah. that. But like these other trips to like Charleston. 
uh, or these groups with your with your ladies nine hole group. Uh, yeah. How do these get together? Um, who participates? I mean, how do they just sign up and let's let's go? We got nine people. We have eight people. We have twenty people. Yeah, no, that, it's a good question. And you know, honestly, they they happen different ways. Um, at first, we would put a sign up in, and um, you know, people would sign up. I mean, we have as busy as our season is. We've got a long off season too. Uh, it's getting shorter as people are moving down here and staying down here. But I would say probably from May 1st, um, you know, through the end of October almost, you, you, it's pretty slow time. They want to get away. So we'll put out a mailer uh, or a flyer or we'll post it on the internet or the website. Hey, we're going to take a trip for the ladies here or there and, um, and they'll sign up. Now, most recently, <laughs> I think it works a little better if you've got a group and they know where they want to go. They let you know, and they do the inviting, uh, and then I just make the arrangements, and that kind of works a little bit better. So that that's kind of the way the last couple have happened. The, this group of guys just said, you know, Joe, we'd like to go away and play, and this is where we want to go. Can you? And you know, I lived in Hilton Head for six years, so I know the area. I know South Carolina pretty well. So this is a uh, this is a new one for me. I've never been to Bulls Bay, but I, I great things about it. Man, really enjoy that one. Um, I. Now I'd mentioned Tom Jaronski and the golf connection. Yeah. One of the things, Tom, fantastic. He and uh, the Cobra Puma put together a, a heck of a heck of a tournament, and then the, uh, yeah. the awards ceremony afterwards was terrific. Uh, one of the things Tom kept saying is, "What can we do better? What can we do better? You let us know. We want to make this the best pro am out there. What would you suggest, Tom? Or I mean, as he as he as he perfected this art, what what would you say for Tom? Let's make this a little better by doing X. Well, you know, it's funny you said that because I just I, I just emailed him uh, probably a couple of days ago when, when we got back. First of all, I'll say Tom, Tom does a fantastic job. Um, it, the organization, the 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 transportation, everything is done perfectly. Uh, I couldn't say enough kudos about Tom and his team over there uh, doing the tournament, you know. He's got a tough situation, I think. There, um, I know Donnie. I don't. You probably met Donnie Dawson, who's the uh, JTB. Uh, he just retired. Great guy, trying to help him. Uh, he's got a tough job because you know Jamaica hasn't been known as a golf destination, right? And when you go there, I thoroughly enjoy the golf courses. I mean, Cinnamon Hill is probably one of my favorite layouts uh, anywhere. I love it. love playing there, but the facilities. Uh, you know, the golf courses, the facilities, the conditions aren't what you're going to get in most high-end resorts. Things to start to do is build this as a fun event. Uh, experience Jamaica, experience the Iberostar. Um, the format that they have is pretty tough. From my observations over there, the clientele that they get is not your low level handicaps going over there to try to win a big tournament. It, it's, it's couples. It's, it's, uh, you know, elderly, uh, it's, it, they want to have a good time and they want to have fun with it. So maybe shamble where you're going to play your own ball out, but you know, pace of play is always an issue over there because the golf courses are challenging up and down and all over.
uh, being right off the bat because you know he has the same problem that every golf professional in the world has. I've had anytime you go and you got a tournament like that and there's handicaps involved and there's really no checks and balances. You're going to have people saying, oh, you know, that's impossible to shoot that. It's impossible to shoot this. I mean, I've never been involved in a tournament that somebody hasn't questioned somebody's handicap, right? Yeah. So I would, I would, I suggested to him to flight it right off the bat and maybe use more of a format of a shamble just to keep things rolling a little bit better because it tends to get a little lengthy out there. Um, you know, they do such a great job, the JT. Uh, with the hot to get a little comfortable in there and, you know, that kind of slows things down too. So uh, the pace of play, I think would be better with, with something like a shamble and and maybe just flighting it right off the bat. But outside of that, you know, I, I, I we, I, I was talking to him about, we do a tournament here, Tommy Bahamas coconut classic. It raises money for two big charities here in Naples, the garden uh, of, or the garden of hope uh, for uh, NCH and also the children's advocacy center. What they do is they really pay out the money to each participant. They give out a lot, uh, you, you know, in, in the, the swag bag. And then they pay the top team. But the overall winner of the team is net seven. So that takes out any kind of sandbagging or anything you want because you, you, you can't know how you're going to get to net seven. But, you know, they, they, they recognize the top teams. But that's the overall prizes in that seven. So something maybe along the lines of that, um, and 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 come back off of the, the competition aspect as 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 much as they can. Because I I think that's really the people are there for the fun more than the competition. Well, I'll tell you what, Cinnamon Hill, uh, they had my lunch. It 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 took me left, right, and everywhere in between. It was a it was a tough track, especially in the wind. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I loved it. It was a great experience, and uh, I look forward to getting back soon. Yeah. Uh, you had mentioned that you host a couple of events. Do you also host groups of other clubs, uh, other other members coming to Old Cypress, kind of a reciprocal play, or just uh, a fellow pro calls you up and says, hey, you know, I got a group of four or eight guys that want to come down. Can you? Yeah, all the time, uh, constantly, because pretty much from April – first to the middle of October, we're calling all over the country for our members. Our members are traveling here and there and want to play, you know, Hey Joe, can you call Plainfield? Can you call uh, Oak Hill? Can you they're, they're always traveling. Um, most of my fellow PGA professionals are great with the reciprocation. Um, so yeah, we do a lot of that. And especially now this time of year when it's getting cold up North. Yeah. We'll host, uh, we'll host quite a few groups this time of year. Fantastic. Well, Joe, I'll tell you, we got flurries in the air up here right now. And I'm sure right now you have a SPF 30 plus uh, when you're out there on the range. Just just walked off the tee. Just walked off the teaching range. Just now. Oh, man. Well, I, hey, God bless you. Uh, thank you very much for your time. And no uh, I hope to see you maybe down in uh, Jamaica next year or absolutely I'll make a stop. I know I've talked to Melissa Hanson about making a visit down to uh, Old Cypress for a feature. So I'll make sure I knock on your door. Anytime, Tom. Love to have you. Have a great day now. Bye-bye. All right, buddy. Take care.